Hey y'all, welcome to Millennial Love. Welcome to episode 108 of Millennial Love, where we discuss sex, love, and how we are selfish AF. This is Cara D. This is Nish. And this is Justin. And we're back. Something is wrong with my audio. Are you too low? Yeah. Okay. I think I'm good. And we're back. How's everyone doing? Doing well. Okay. Doing it and doing it and doing it well. That's what you sound like. You doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm you know, I'm doing good. Okay. <laughs> Mish. I mean, I'm moving, so, you know, you know how that goes. Moving sucks. Moving sucks Why does it suck so bad? It's so terrible. And I'm moving out of a place I've been in for three years, so you can just imagine how much. Jeez, and I, I typically try to purge, but it's still shit in there. And it's like things that... I will literally use again. So I can't just throw it away unless I want to spend a ton of, a ton of money later, you know? Yeah. So. I'm sorry. Although this is a good there. time to move because the summer, anytime you move in the summer, it's always more expensive. So moving in like the spring, spring is, is yeah. like better for your pockets. It's cool. I'm excited to, I'm excited to, um, you know, just have a new surroundings, I guess. Yeah. Downtown is cool. I think you'll like it. Thank you. I hope so. I think I will too. Yeah. The scooters are really going to annoy me. You don't ride the scooters? Hell no. Why? I mean, I, I, mean, I just don't. Like, I drive everywhere, but, you know. You, well, living downtown, you won't, though. I know. Yeah. Yeah. You'll want to ride I'm the I'm excited scooters. to see what life brings, um, but, you know, I would prefer to remain at where I was. <laughs> I understand. Mish, anything new with you? Um, not necessarily new. I spoke on Monday last week at University of Texas Dallas campus. Oh, that's UTD. exciting. Yeah. Nice. I spoke to Was it like students. a forum? Yeah, it was a seminar. Okay. It was actually for Delta Week. So okay. they mm-hmm. asked me to speak, but I spoke about suicide prevention. So it was like really nice. It was That's the first good. time that like That's really good. I was delivering something huh. by myself. Mm-hmm. Huh. And the PowerPoint that I came up with is like bomb. So you're gonna keep I'm that. To, yeah, I'm about to, add to it. I had to cite it. everything, you know, where I got the research from so I can make it like legit because I'm yeah. keeping that and mm-hmm. it's gonna be like my presentation. For sure. But it was really nice. And they were so engaged. Like, they had so many questions. And That's I thought good. that was amazing to sit in a room of college students that are legit concerned about yeah. their mental health, their classmates' mental health, friends, family. Like, they were 
engaged. So it was a really, really good time. Did they That's have good. any like, you know, weird questions or like anything that stuck? Um, not anything weird, but there was just somebody that is kind of stuck in a hard place oh, really? with someone else. Like they kind of mm-hmm. have turned into a full therapist for mm-hmm. somebody Someone on who campus. Is probably dealing with that. Yeah, and they were really trying to figure out how to get out of it. Yeah. So that was. Okay. But they they actually have had <clears throat> two students to commit suicide in the last um, year. Oh my god! Yeah, which is why. They wanted to have the, the conversation. So, that's a lot of key. Wow. Yeah. Well, kudos to you from yeah. for delivering that message. Absolutely. On Thanks. time, right there. Lord, it was a good time. I'd love to do it again. So, if anybody else is having something, <laughs> let me know. Right. Oh yeah. Next year we're gonna add a little retainer fee to that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this year, I know next year. <laughs> yeah. When is Suicide Prevention Month? Is it this month? Uh, well, Mental Health Awareness Month is in May. Okay. Yep. Okay. I feel like there's a um, prevention month too, but I know two suicide people that prevention yeah, month. I know two people that committed suicide in high school. Really? Really? When they were like 16. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, my Jeez. cousin did, and then my ex boyfriend's little brother. Wow. One of them hung himself. The other one shot himself in the mouth, like opened the gun. Jeez. Yeah. So. Both very lethal ways. Awful. But, um, yeah, maybe we need to put the, like, suicide prevention number yeah, on the end of this episode. That sure. just got dark really quickly. Yeah. Um, I wish I can switch it up real fast. <laughs> feel but. free to follow us on all social media platforms, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, and when you tweet us, please be mindful that we actually read your tweets and... We're thankful for the feedback, but we also know that y'all be going real hard on us like we ain't human. <laughs> and I just want y'all to know that we are regular, regular people. We go talk who, about it. <laughs> who record at 9 p.m. on Tuesday nights and who sometimes don't eat dinner before they record <laughs> so and who sometimes want to eat while they're recording. <laughs> and I understand that it sounds not the best, <laughs> but it ain't every episode and it ain't all the time. So give us a break, please. <laughs> But we are super thankful. At least thankful. two breaks before you go back to. Yes. <laughs> but we are thankful for all of your feedback. Sure. So please continue to hashtag ML3 when you listen to the episode or if you want to hit us up. So we will always retweet you and or respond. So shout out to everybody. That um, tweets us. How amazing That tweets that? us and that hits us up on the DMs on Insta. It goes down There's a ton in of y'all. the DMs. So I'm going to start this one unless you have a, a, a savings tip. Do you have a savings tip this week? No. I do, but I just can't recall it, so I'll wait until next week. Okay. Um, Kim Kardashian is trying to become a lawyer. I'm glad you started <laughs> off with that. <laughs> ben actually asked me about it today, and I don't really have an opinion um, so what's the ins and out of it? Because so I hear it's not your traditional so way of So in California, in. you don't have to go to law school to take the bar exam. So normally, every state requires you to take, uh, or excuse me, to graduate from an accredited law school mm-hmm. before you can take any bar exam in the state. Every well, state except for California. I don't know if it's every state, but okay, most but states. most states, yeah. California is one of those exceptions, and, and you don't... And, and I think the reason being, one, there are tons of law schools in California that are unaccredited. Mm. So you can go all the way through law school, but it's not an accredited school, so you okay. can't take the bar somewhere else, but you could take it in California. Anyway, 
there's a loophole in the California bar that basically says you can, I don't know all of the specifics, but I know you can study for a certain amount of time and then you can take the bar exam after you complete whatever these studies are. Um, oh she says that she's going to take the bar exam in 2020, I think, or 2021, yeah, right. one of the two. I don't remember. I don't have an opinion one way or the other. I mean. Okay, you may not have an opinion, but how do you feel about it? What are your, like. So I can give you the argument, because I don't really feel a way about it. I'm like. Well, you don't have to whatever. feel like a way. Well, well, let me tell you the arguments that people have made to me. Or, well, let me ask you this first. Like, how is that, when it comes to, like, real life practicing law, how yeah. would that, you know, not going to school for four years, how would that affect her? Like, or it, do you feel like there are any effects? Well, law school law school's three years. Oh, and three years, sorry. I, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> um, I think the only... Okay, I'll probably get crucified for this, but I I, ne- I don't necessarily think law school prepares you for the practice of law. Okay. Law school prepares you on how to think like a lawyer. Gotcha. So I don't think her like apprenticeship is actually a bad idea mm-hmm. for somebody. I think people are upset with her because she's not like earning her stripes. Like she's she's kind of taking the quote unquote easy route. Mm-hmm. Instead of like going through the grueling process of law gotcha. school, that's why people are mad about yeah. it. But I, I actually think that the way that she's going about it is probably the most like logical way, in my mm. opinion. Mm. I wouldn't have done it, but at the same time, once you get out of law school, you have to go through pretty much an apprenticeship, yeah, apprenticeship type of situation. Anyways. Anyway, yeah. I mean, you get paid while you're doing it, but like, you know, I, I, people are also angry because they're like, oh, you can afford to get tutors and like not go to school and like not get federal loans well, to prepare. And yeah. I mean, I get it. It's what it is. They're mad that she's not acknowledging her privilege in in preparing to take the bar exam in the way that she is, but I don't think she has to. I don't think she has to either. She but has, it's like, like we if all she, know she has privilege. Like, and we all know that somebody's probably gonna take the damn bar for her, or maybe not. <laughs> no, the bar. Well, no, that will not happen. The bar exam. I mean, also people. I mean, people cheese on the SAT, so maybe not. Maybe so, but the bar exam is super strict. I just feel like these celebrities, like let's consider Beyonce. Beyonce has the whole season of Game of we Thrones know, like know, right now. We knew you were going to talk I, about Of course, Beyonce. because that's the only celebrity <laughs> I feel like has true power. Um, but like you even if she her, has the whole what it, I'm just saying like right now she wanted to watch all like the full season of Game of Thrones. She knows someone that's going to give her all the seasons of Game of Thrones right now. She already knows the ending. And How I feel do you like know? I'm just saying, like, oh, because oh, of her oh. power, you oh, know. You mean like it just as yeah, example. like Kim oh, Kardashian. Like, so she, she may not, it? she may not like someone may not take the test for her, but I'm pretty sure she probably has the 20, 2020 bar exam oh. somewhere. I mean, I Come don't on. know. I don't know, Justin. I have a little bit more faith in. Um, <laughs> And I hate to say this in the system, but I do. I have a little bit more faith in the legal system. I mean, and if she does, okay. Like, so I do, mean, do people typically like pass the bar though? Like, is it something? not in California? The percentages are very dismal. Forty percent mm-hmm. is the is the average. And it's probably because of that that law where you yeah. don't have to go to school. Like, well, I have a friend who has taken the bar a couple times, and each time she was just like, "Girl, there's no." So for Texas bar. And, Mo- and Louisiana Bar, too, because I took both of those. There's some consistency in the way things are tested. There's some consistency as it relates to, like, subject matter. 
California is just a free for all every time. Mm. There's no consistency. You have to know really everything, everything in order for you in order for you to pass. And so it's really hard. Yeah. And so I mean, kudos to her. If she passes the bar. Like if she passes the bar, like nothing but respect. Like I, I mean, <laughs> she's gonna get hella clients. Whether she's gonna, I mean, I don't know. Whether she wants to do criminal law, but whether oh. she, you know, really wants to practice or she's doing it for clout. I don't know the answer to that, but I respect her low key. But I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I, mean, I would. I would want everyone to follow their dreams at some point. Yeah. So. I mean, y'all mad at her because she gets butt shots and like gets famous for doing a sex tape. Now you mad at her because she wants to <laughs> pursue her dreams. I don't. I mean, yeah. I don't have an issue with it, but I do see why people are upset because of the fact that she's not like. You know, <laughs> and of course, you know, I, I mean, I feel like what we have to understand that there's different types of law. I think when we think of a lawyer, we think of this person that is going in front of a judge and asking questions and doing all these great things. Maybe she's going to practice something else. She wants to do criminal law. Okay, so, so she, she will have to. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't. I have no doubt. I mean, my only thing is, is like, I, I mean, this is just out of the blue. Not out of the blue, really, because I know she's been, like, helping people, like, you know. With criminal justice yeah, reform. Somewhere. Correct. So, but it's just, like, I mean, how about, I don't know, whatever. How do you feel about it? I mean, somebody that's not a lawyer. Um, I really don't have, I'm like, you. Yeah, I don't really have any thoughts. You know, more power to her. Um, my whole, My only thing is, if you're going to do it, you know, a lot of people is going to be coming to you to help them. I just want her to have the bandwidth to actually really get in and fight for people. You know, don't just do it to say, because, you know, a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people say that she has no talents and this, that, and the third. I feel like that's probably part of the reason why she wants to do it also, um, to shut to some people some up, people. to prove, yeah. some, shut some people up. But I mean, yeah. if she's going to do it, then I would love for her to actually get in, win some cases, like start some things because <laughs> money talks, honestly. Yeah. Like money is a damn near a form of power in America. So in the world, it is it is a form of power. So yeah. um, if you're going to do it, then go ahead on and do it. But don't just do it to like say whatever. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people are going to reach out to her. People going to reach out to her immediately. Yeah. I mean. I don't know anything else that's going on. Uh. In the world. I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, Nipsey's funeral was last week. Yeah, I know. It was dumb sad. I watched it. Did y'all go see Little, the movie? I have not seen Little, but I want to see it. It was good. I want to see it. I, I need it. to see it. It I was did. really good. Marseille, Marseille, Issa Rae. I can't think of the other girl named Regina. Regina Hall. Yeah, they did a good job. Right? Issa okay. Rae is... I think Issa Rae kind of like... She... Nailed her role, like I Did mean, she? correct. She nailed her role. It looked corny from the previews. I'm gonna go see it. Yeah, but it looked corny. So then I was like, I'm gonna see it because it's black. But I don't think it's most be of good. the moments where I laugh was from Issa. Okay, no lie, it's just her facial expressions. Uh, I think Marseille did a good job as well. Um, Regina, I'm not a huge fan of her acting skills what? unless it's in scary movie. Like scary movie, she was like funny as fuck. Oh, you mean, oh, scary, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I think I saw her on The Breakfast Club one time on an interview, and she was just such a dud to me, and I'm like, oh, this is fake. You're not like a real comedian in real life. 
Yeah. Um, but other than that, like I laugh. Like you will laugh from the beginning to end. Okay. And it's just good to see like three strong black women in this space in mm-hmm. the tech world. And the storyline was good. I think I would probably bring my little cousins to go see it. Okay. Yeah, I, I wanna go see it. I just haven't been able to, but I will. Maybe this weekend. Yeah, definitely go. Yeah. Um, what was I saying about something else? Um, oh, Nipsey's funeral. Yeah. I know we talked about it last week. <laughs> did we talk about his funeral? Yeah, we did. Oh, we did? Oh, I'm sorry. I yeah. didn't realize we talked about it. Oh, yeah. Because it, yeah, yeah. Well. Um, I don't know what the, what else. Anything that's, oh, I Game have, of Thrones came oh, yeah. back on. Game of Thrones Do you watch Game on? of Thrones? I don't. So neither one of y'all watch it. I don't. Mm-mm. Well, I, I think I will eventually. The episode was really good. Shout out to Bran for being a weirdo and basically popping up. Somebody, so Bran's in a wheelchair. For those of y'all that don't watch it, and are you gonna spoil the show because it literally just came out no, on Sunday? No, I mean, everybody knows. Oh yeah, it'll be a week later. Okay, never mind. And uh, yeah, and basically everybody kept tweeting like, "Is is the um, is the palace or is the." Whatever, wherever he's at, is it wheelchair accessible? Because he just be popping up everywhere, and it's so funny. Because it's said in like medieval times, it's just so dumb. But hey, no. people, and I bet this was on Twitter. That's my type of comedy, yeah. baby. It's balance wheelchair accessible. Because <laughs> he just literally was popping up, look me mugging everybody, and everybody was like, "What is wrong with him?" His voice got deep. I did. Yeah. I, I saw the episode. I saw it. I just. You just don't know. You didn't know what was going on. I have no on. clue what's going on. But however, I think somebody, I don't know if it was like one of the directors, producers, one of the cast members, like they gave you like certain specific episodes to watch uh, yeah, to catch per up. episode. Um, I was listening to the Friend Zone and they had mentioned it. Well, Dustin had mentioned it. So I was like, I need to find that tweet and then I'll do that. I have it. Ben sent it to me. Oh, okay. Because I, I was watching it from the beginning, like literally started over from from season one. Yeah. And then I got to like season four and he sent me that and I was like, okay, cool. I'm not going to finish it all. So uh-huh. let me. Oh, so you watched it. You watched those? I watched the ones that were The one that was on? Okay. Yeah. Did it catch you up? Yeah. I mean, it just, yeah, it puts, it gives you like little nuggets of stuff that you forgot happened. Right, right. It's such a good show. It's so dynamic. Yeah. The characters are just really well written and casted. Um, people are complaining because <laughs> ain't no black people for real in it, but niggas on well, there now. Well, they do have the black people. They have the beige people that walked in. They have them. Yeah, they were once slaves and they came in walking in but, on horses. But the, but the real deal is people really in the medieval times were not black and they were not like, they didn't have stuff. I mean, they were slaves. Like, right. let's just be honest about it. So I think it's a, a an accurate historical representation of what times were like back in the like feudal days. Right. So anyway, it's such a good show. Watch it. I know people are like, oh, I don't have time to catch up. You do. Just it'll always be on HBO. You can just go back and watch. I thought this was cool. There's this um, new like um, project. Um, it's called Breaking Ground. Mish, have you heard of that? It's a um, uh-uh. it's like a housing development in Dallas. This black guy, I can't think of his name. I was trying to get all the information, but I definitely want to uh, mention it. But it's like three. He's doing three. It's like group homes for lower income kids from like third grade up until sixth grade, and they basically really? yeah, and they basically stay at the group home from Sunday to Thursday. And this is just pretty much to help them like focus on their studies. And obviously, they're targeting um, 
low-income families or families where like there's like a ton of kids in like a small bedroom home right um and it's just good for like the students to really just go away focus on school and their studies and they get to be with their family the weekend and i'm gonna have all the information next week but i definitely want to just highlight how amazing that is like i i just saw it on the news today and i'm like and it's called Atlas, um, and he was basically a product of the community that he was developing in. I think it's like Oak Cliff or one of them. some some place, uh, some city in Dallas. But um, I just wanted to highlight that and how I'm like, that's how you give back to the community. That's I'm really like, nice. I I'm like that was, info. Right. I was like, if I was in third grade and I could just get away to just really focus on school, and it's like a housing, you know, development, um, and it's not like. Where it's 25 kids, I think each house is going to home like six or seven kids, wow. which is pretty dope. That is really dope. Correct. <laughs> it's somebody was saying that um, on Twitter, somebody was saying there's a Nipsey in every city that you don't support. And I feel like that's a representative of somebody who's really giving back to the community. Right. I need to go back so. and review Nipsey's, like all what he did in the community, because I mean, the outpour of. You know his the support and you know his involvement. I'm like, wow, this. I mean, yeah. I never heard anything about him, but he must have done a lot. I don't know why it's hitting me hard like this because I did not know him, but like, I don't know, just something about this story okay. is really compelling to me. So, so you, you I mean, you read up on. I've him been and like stuff reading like up on all the stuff he's been like, the stuff he's purchased, the the sort of like organizations he started. I mean, it's just I don't know why. Yeah, but it really kind of hit me. Um, mm. So, yeah, shout out to him. You know, something else that happened in the DFW that was pretty nice was um, DeSoto, the city of DeSoto now, will be the first city in the DFW to have paid maternity and paternity leave. They went, like, there were some people that went... um, to the city council meeting and they advocated and they sat there and, you know, um, talked about why and presented it to the council and the they voted and it passed. And that wow. they get equal amounts of time? Yes. That they is only asked, necessary, They though. only asked for three weeks. I think they were being um, modest, modest because they, they probably felt like they wouldn't have gotten six weeks. So they only asked for three weeks, which is what they gave them. But it's still really big because the city of Dallas doesn't even get that. Wow. Paid time for maternity leave and paternity Paternity leave. leave, Wait, maternity leave people don't get paid time? The city, not like other companies. Oh, I was about to say. I ain't never heard of If you work for the city of Dallas or you work for the city of Irving, whatever city, the city of DeSoto is the first city in the DFW to actually now pay their employees for maternity and paternity leave. Jeez. Well, sometimes you just have to get your foot in the door and fight once you get in the door. Exactly. So kudos to them. But yeah. I mean, you, that's how it should be, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, we ain't even enough time for somebody to, to like, well, recover. They still can be off, but that's, they're, not getting, they're paid. getting paid at least for the first three weeks. Come on, the city's got to do better. They got to do better. This but you tough. have the city of Dallas that's not paying people anything. Yeah. Like, they're getting pregnant and they are just having to go on FMLA, FMLA or short term. And, you know, short term, you only get 60. What? 
Oh, okay. FMLA, you can't get until you've been there for a year. So God forbid you get pregnant in month two. Out the gate, exactly. Well, at least you wouldn't have your baby until month Still 11 months. No, let's say you get pregnant on month one and you had a baby on month 10. You still can't get FMLA. (laughs) That's not funny. I I mean, but you can. That's sad. Damn, you got to watch when you do it. That's sad. I just you can't thought just it was like should do be it. planning your children anyway. <laughs> I am an advocate for that. However. You should absolutely plan it. <laughs> but you <laughs> also should just enjoy plan. good sex. Like ain't nothing wrong with that. No, nah, I think you need to be smart about when Just and, take that birth control then. Everybody can't do that. See yeah, no. I don't I can't take birth control. I will literally die. Birth control oh, really? is out. Yes. Oh. I can, but I'm not <laughs> yeah. ever Shout gonna out take to that ben. Shout out to Apparently his pull-out game is strong. <laughs> <laughs> really, nigga? I mean, you can't take no birth control. Or shout out to Cara because maybe she just gets up and goes to the bathroom. Or shout out to me for buying condoms. Like, what you, I mean. She, if I'm married, I don't have <laughs> It's called family planning, okay? Cara, you know how much of a difference, never mind. This, I know the difference a- in raw sex and condom sex. Damn. I know the difference. Or maybe she's looking at her ovulation calendar and Absolutely. it's also Does family work? planning is Does real. Does the ovulation calendar really yes. work? Yes, it, it works. works. That's why they be getting pregnant because they don't Cause know. You, you be like, okay, I have my period. The next week, I'm extra fertile. Here they Let go. Mercury I'm just go. extra These juicy. Days. No, bitch. You are <laughs> ovulating. Correct. Oh, okay. It's the science behind it. And look at us. Yeah, niggas. I have an we app. just don't know. I have an app that when I input when I have not my period, know. and then yeah, I saw a tweet you that be was like, "Come like, on, let's get it in. We good." I'm like, I can do it this week, but next week is ovulation time, and, and we I'm got dead. to wrap it up. But then you be horny as <coughs> crap when you ovulating. Yeah, you do. So. But I saw a tweet that somebody was like, um, "This girl told me she keeps track of her cycles." Well, he said period. I guess I can say period. It's not a curse word. He was like, this girl told me she keeps keeps record of her periods. What type of stuff is that? Like, how many niggas she's sleeping with? What? Why does she have to be sleeping with a whole bunch of dudes? Was this on social People media? It was on so Twitter. Yeah, dudes are, dudes are stupid. <laughs> like women Twitter have a so lot stupid. that we go through. Like it's why a we lot. Can't? I'm sure he was probably trolling y'all. That's why he did that. I guess, but I was like, he sounds so stupid because <laughs> like. Like she just said, women have a lot that they go through. Y'all Some people do. go through cramps. Y'all do, bro. Like y'all do. Day one of my period, like you might as well call it quits. Y'all have I'm no clue what it is day. like to just like <laughs> live without worrying about anything. Correct. Like if a nigga Some wants people to have do number one and number cycles. two, <laughs> he could like just There go. have been women that like stopped having cycles. So yeah, they tracking it now because they want to make sure like is it is it being is it regular? Like that was such a stupid tweet. I was like, whatever, niggas just Listen, don't. If I was a woman, I would probably have at least about ten kids. Cause who has no, the time? Wouldn't. You wouldn't pay no, attention. Who has the time? No, Every month, nigga. Every single month. Ooh, let me do the bat. So there's the six. And no lie, this last month, I was like, I mean, can I just get a note in my inbox that said, girl, you good? I mean, I know I'm good, but I'm just saying, why does it have to happen every month? Well, I'm irregular, so I don't get it every month, so that's why I track my periods. I mean, you have to, but yeah. 
Uh, women, please get an app to track your periods. I please use, let them know what the app. I is. use Kindara, K-I-N-D-A-R-A. Um, it also has like this thing you can buy if you want to like make sure you're ovulating and stuff. You can take your temperature because apparently your body is in a certain temperature range whenever you're ovulating. Is it lower or higher? I think it's a little bit higher. What? Yeah. So you get a fever too every month? Oh my God. Jesus. Yeah. So, anyway. Shout out to periods. Shout out to getting your period because you ain't pregnant. We Facts. need some more research, honestly. And there, there has to be more research. Oh, what? what more are we researching? I don't know. Research like, on what? Women. Because it has to be a better <laughs> way to live. I mean, you can get, you can take a shot and have a something implanted in you so you don't have to have a period. But that's unnatural. Well, yeah, right. Okay. The natural way is to have a period once a month. It sheds the inner lining of your uterus, and then it replenishes itself, and then it gets ready to implant a baby. But when a baby is not implanted, all that stuff that it has created to get ready for the baby has to, out. has to be removed. It has, and boy, does it remove. remove. It's a natural... Uh, <laughs> Shout out to all the guys that have not turned off the podcast yet because we are sitting here talking about periods. <laughs> yeah, them niggas will be all right. But they need to know. They done ate some blood. They pooch. need to know. Oh, <laughs> you know what? Justin, so listen, you that took is it way too far. yeah. Wow. Come on. <laughs> wow. Wow. I, mean, I wouldn't even. <laughs> I don't even want anybody near me when I'm on mine. Same. Because it just like, it, it don't smell all the way good. <laughs> it's just, and there's nothing you could do about it. Like you could, I'd be showering three, four times. You can take all of them that you want to. And it just be stink. It's oh just stink. It is. It <laughs> you got to work out. It just stinks. And there's nothing you can do. Okay, now that's where we did not have to go. I mean, you want to talk about You know what <laughs> bloody cool. Who said that? And then gets mad when we say it stinks. That's when it becomes a problem. I mean, but there's nothing you can do about it. Like every woman on her period has a smell. There's, I mean, there's nothing. Nobody can sit here and be like, Stop, I don't. I say I smell like water. No, no, you, you don't. don't. You're lying. <laughs> it stinks. Nah. Anyway, all right. Well, here's the thing: when women have their cycles, they need a moment. Please give them a moment. Correct and. <laughs> I encourage everyone to take one day out of your weekend, whether it's a Saturday or a Sunday or even a Friday night. I know some of us are old and washed and we're going to take one day out of the weekend anyways to just chill. But for you younger millennials, see what it's like to just chill for one day in the house, decline all invitations because I guarantee you, somebody is inviting you to go somewhere every weekend. Decline the invitations. Take a moment to chill by yourself. Sis, take the moment while you're on your cycle. And <laughs> slow down for a little bit. <laughs> I've seen a tampon string in the club before. So. I See, that's why. I have. For that reason right there. I have. Is why y'all need to stay in the house. Stay in the house sometimes. And just chill. <laughs> That's it. Um, remember to protect your energy, protect your space. Your mental health matters. matters. Your mental health matters. For it sure. does. So listen, we got an email. It wasn't like a millennial moment. So we're going to use it for the icebreaker this week. The question was, no, it was a, uh, 
A DM, huh? Whatever. <laughs> I don't it came that. in one of these sources that we asked people to write in. And um, they asked for us to tell the folks what are your top three go-to gospel songs right now. Ooh. Oh, right now? Okay. <clears throat> yes. Okay, boo. Let me pull it up. So, I'll start with my first one, and then y'all can go. Anthony Brown, I got that. Huh. I've never heard that. Listen to it. Anthony Brown. It jams. It's, really? it's not like a praise and worship song where it's just like, you know, you're getting in the spirit. It's like, I'm about to jam to the spirit. Like It's called I Got That? I Got That. Hmm. And it's talking about having the victory, but it's like to a nice trap beat. And wait a minute, you for real, the listen trap to beat? it. I'm surprised. <laughs> you say you like them hymns, right? That's why I'm like a trap. Oh, that one is coming. Water. I hate you. <laughs> I who got another one? My I really like Jonathan McReynolds right now, and mm. No Gray is like my jam. And he did not sing it at the concert Aww. last week. And I was my upset. best friend turned me on to him. His He's, last album, Make Room. Yeah, it's a really good album. And No Gray is like who is this again? Jonathan Jonathan McReynolds. Oh yeah, McReynolds. I'm on my him. My friend like sends him his heavy. stuff all the time. He's so good. At first, he sounded like a woman to me, and then I started like. Warming up. He did. Yeah. He's a little womanly sounding. Cause like cycles. It's real soft. It's soft. Yeah. Cycles but is his a good one. Lyrics. Are oh yeah. Amazing. Cycles is another cycles one. Cycles is really good. It's That's really, the one really she good. first told me to listen to. Cycles is bomb. Uh, right now I am listening to Big featuring Fred Graves and Vaughn Phoenix. Who is these people? Um My God is big, so big. And my day. I don't know that. Okay. I'm here goes, check here it goes. You never heard this song? No. no. Really? Yes, y'all have. I have it. No, I haven't. Here it goes. They probably play their church for praise and worship. And I'd be sitting there like, when is the choir coming? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called Big by Fred Graves and uh Fred Vaughn. Graves? Well, it's it's one sound. It's the Whatever the group, mm-hmm. and it, the title is big, featuring Fred Graves and okay. Vaughn Phoenix. It's it's just basically saying that my God is big. He's bigger than all this this S H I T. You cannot, and <laughs> you know it don't matter because he's bigger than this. Justin, I'm Justin. Sorry. So my next one is Jonathan Nelson. Expect the great. Expect the great. Never heard of it. Either. I know what because it it's a choir. Okay. <laughs> Who is it? What is it called? Jonathan Nelson. Expect the great. Jonathan. All right. Expect the great. <laughs> See, I'm I've gotten out Expect of the choir. The great. Listen, a white dude pulled up. Is he white? No. Is this guy pulled up? Jonathan Nelson. Maybe I'm spelling it wrong. He probably a country singer. Yeah, he probably has the H in his name. I got the, the horses, horses in the back. <laughs> now that's, that's a good song too, but that ain't what we talking about. Okay, so my next one, there's a bunch of people that sing it, so I don't know who originally sang it, but Waymaker is the jam. Have y'all heard that? Yeah. Oh, oh, Waymaker, Miracle, Miracle Worker. worker. 
promise keeper. Light in the darkness, oh. my God. You never heard that? Uh, I yeah, think I probably have, but I feel like you're singing you it out of key. Oh. Well, because I'm not really singing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, my next song is actually by Tina Campbell. I know some people canceled mm. her. Tina Campbell has yes, a gospel song? She does, and it's called Destiny. Okay. And um, the song just basically talks about... Sorry, the song just talk, basically talking about. <laughs> it sounds like a funeral song. No, but it's a, it's amazing. Out. It's amazing. The lyrics is just one of them songs where you you gotta sit with it by yourself, um, and it just basically talks about how God has a destiny and a purpose for, for you, and it like it's just amazing, okay. amazing. Shout out to Cena Campbell and Destiny. I think she wrote that song whenever her husband cheated on her. So, mm. You know, sometimes. Gotta, gotta listen you, to something to get you through. Exactly. Well, that's the song that she wrote. Oh, so God gave her a word. Pouring out of yes, her. Yes, God yeah. gave her a word during wow. the time. No, I'm serious. Like, I know. Because I used to watch this show, Mary Mary. And that's when she recorded that show. And that I mean, that fun. song. So, but it's called Destiny by <laughs> Tina Campbell. I'm telling you, go listen to it. Why y'all not saving my song? Why you laughing? I'm laughing because she's laughing. <laughs> Well, because let me tell you why I'm laughing. Because when he said Tina Campbell, I thought of Tisha Campbell. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, why is she singing gospel? <laughs> that girl do be singing here. though. I'm Y'all still be seeing her be videos. A gospel song, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still here. I don't even know. Here. 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 That could very well be a gospel song. Oh, God. I want my next one to be a good one. So my last one is just going to be Hezekiah Walker. I'm going to give y'all three songs from Hezekiah Walker. She said three songs I know, total. but these are the three. It's like a mix. It's like a whole Hezekiah Walker mix. And when these three songs come on, I just be into it. It's 99 and a half. Y'all remember that song? No. Lord, I'm running, trying to make 100 because... Y'all ain't never heard? No. Oh, okay. I was raised Catholic. <clears throat> oh, okay. <laughs> the next one and is Clean Inside. No, I ain't never heard of Won't it. Won't he make you clean? Okay, I like that one. Yeah. Inside. Yeah. Okay, and the <laughs> and the last one is I Need You to Survive. And I know y'all oh, Okay, that's a good one. I need you to that's a funeral, survive. That's a funeral song. No, that's, that's not. A funeral. I heard song. they played at funerals. No, that is Who a Sunday service song. did they song. play that in? You holding hands with the congregation saying Yeah, I it's almost like service is over yeah. and you're just telling everybody, you know. <laughs> Listen, we need you to survive. I need you to survive. So well, since you got to have three extra, I'm going to add three more. One, no. Yes. Mine was all the same artist though. I don't care. <laughs> oh okay. My gosh. Okay, so I only have two more people. Um one is Travis Green. I really, really like his last album, um, Crossover, and I also really like um his twenty fifteen album, The Hill. It has like intentional on it, made away, just want you freaking classics. And I cannot I would be remiss if I did not mention my all time fave. Fred M. Effin. <laughs> Did you just say mother Effin? <laughs> Listen, Fred came out in the Jonathan McReynolds concert and freaking tow it down in there with some J's, a chain, and a New York hat cocked to the side and some hoop earrings. And it was 
everything. I got my entire Fred life. Hammond is definitely amazing. Fred Hammond is can see. Is he like the really light-skinned every, guy? Yeah, that big guy. guy. Yeah. Oh, man. Not I tried to big. stay after to meet him because I freaking love him. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. I can't. I mean, Fred, all the classics. I mean, all the classics. So I won't say three, but I will <laughs> reiterate my three. But my last one is Donald Lawrence. It's called Deliver Me, and it's mm. featuring Leandra. Hold on. What's Leandra's last name, y'all? Child, I don't know who that is. She knew. D- okay, Donald Lawrence <laughs> is the artist. It's called Deliver Me, and it's featuring Leandria Johnson. All of my songs, you will cry. If So if you feel like crying and worshiping <laughs> the Lord, listen to my songs. So Donald Lawrence, Deliver Me, featuring Leandra Johnson. Right. Then you got Tina Campbell. Uh, That's really Destiny, gonna make you Tisha's cousin. Tina Campbell. <laughs> Deliver, I mean, Destiny. And then I forgot what was my first one, y'all. I don't remember. But, anyways, I'm telling y'all, go, go listen to it. Honorable Mission is Oceans by um, that white group. Huh? It's a white group that be singing. It's oh, a song really? called Oceans. Your first one, Justin, was the praise and worship song. Oh, yeah, big, big, yes. So big won't make you cry, but it will make you cry. It's going to strengthen you. I'll be blasting my music, y'all. I'll be jamming. Look, the good Lord be getting me through. That big three, I got that. Wait till y'all listen to it. Y'all going to be like, I got the big guy. I got the, is that it? I got that by Anthony Brown, right? I got Jesus in my, yeah. Yeah, that's Wait, what was yours? I want to make sure I got yours. Oh, on my three, Jonathan McReynolds, No Gray, and then also Cycles. Um... Travis Green, The Hill, that whole album, and then Waymaker. It's sang by a lot of different people, so I don't know who initially sang Waymaker. Waymaker is a good one. Waymaker is a good one. And then my last honorable mention is Oceans by Hillsong. Have you heard that song? So you added a fourth one? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> God damn. I did. It's, it's a notch. Is so there's so many. There's like five or six people that sing it. Oh, okay. So I Y'all, normally there's go to a the black huge gospel thing. concert that's coming up. We I should know. probably Anita go. Jones. It's in. Um, we should probably I go. I think so. It's it's a it's Memorial Day weekend. So uh, I'm likely. Here? It's in Dallas. It's in Dallas. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Oh, try to go. with Kirk and all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the Kirk Clark performed sisters. at that concert too, y'all. How was it? It was so good. He can't sing. He just talked. No, yeah. Yeah. So that man's so itty bitty. Oh, he be all over that stage. He is like five two. And full of the Botox, but he's definitely. Yeah, he have so much energy. And he be beat all to the over that His feet, his face be beat. Did you see him in that purple outfit at the Grammys, yo? Was it Grammys? Honey. Stella Awards. Stella Awards. Whoever, <laughs> Whoever does his makeup, I want them to do mine because he, he put on be- makeup. You don't see that face. I mean, I don't pay attention to something like that, but I mean, I guess you need a little foundation if you're on TV. Yeah. I guess you're going to need a little foundation. Shout out to him, though. It was a bomb concert, and he came out and showed love. It was really good. Listen, Kirk Franklin was probably my first introduction to, like, gospel music growing up. Same. So I will forever respect him. Mine probably was John P. Key or Hezekiah Walker. You remember I told y'all last season I found out about John P. King when I was in college. Mm -hmm. Key. Key. Sorry. Key. His voice is so amazing. It's like a, like, I don't know, like a grandpa, like daddy voice. Like his voice trumps every other male artist I've, every other male artist I've heard. 
It's like, shut shit down. Oh, you want to cry, John P? <laughs> Come on, let's go. John P. Let's get Key. these souls in order. Get to the altar, John, John P. P. Key. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I the, I've been listening. I went to a Baptist church. So yeah, you got all the good music though. You see, I've been listening to gospel. You've been listening to singers to all your life. The, I'm trying to get into the praise Broken. and worship songs without like the choir and the breakdown and you yeah. know like all of that because that's what I'm used to. So I have my friend sister send me some songs from today's got time. You. And that's where I got victory. Well, it's called I Got That. But yeah. they're talking about victory. But yeah. So I'm like, okay, I can get with this. On that song, I think that like at some point I'd be like, I got it. It's not like they say I got them Jesus. Yeah. I don't know what they're talking about. Visa. Like, oh, Visa of the victory. I got okay. that Visa. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You gotta if... listen to it. You yeah, go download jail. it and listen to it. I don't know. No, go um, gym. But yeah, girl, there there are songs. You get us talking about music anytime. We all yeah, gonna yeah. be super hype about it. And I love so do y'all, listen, do y'all listen to gospel daily? Cause I do. I, I don't don't listen, listen to it daily, but I also don't listen to the radio yeah. daily either. Really? I don't either. That always interests me. Like, cause I have a friend. Like, he'll drive with no music, no nothing. I, do. I drive with no yeah. music. Dang, that's when y'all really need a debrief on. <laughs> well, you just be like thinking about what you got to do and like. You see, oh. I'm too much in my head. I need music to get me out of my thoughts. Mm. Yeah. I think sometimes um, riding in traffic, music makes me a little bit more upset about being in the traffic. Oh, okay. So I guess I could listen to gospel music every day in traffic and that would maybe take me out of being upset. But like if I'm just traveling down the road with no music on, it's almost as if I don't notice that I'm in the traffic because oh, I am okay, thinking because, so much. Oh, really? Yeah. You see, that's so then I, I just make it to where that's I'm That's what I needed the most. Because, <laughs> you know, I drive all the time. Like, I mean, yeah. I literally drive all day, every day. So the music just gets me going. Okay, next up. Gets the people going. <laughs> it's All so right. provocative. Um, well, that has nothing to do with our topic today. Um, we Absolutely are talking nothing. about outgrowing friendships. Um, dun, dun, I think dun, dun. being in your <laughs> early, excuse me, your late 20s into your early to mid 30s, I think it is... Just a rite of passage to lose friends for various reasons. And so today we're going to talk about outgrowing friendships and what that looks like and whether they can be salvaged. So question number one, have you ever outgrown a friendship and what factors led you to believe that you outgrew the friendship? Uh, yes. The question is yes. Um, for me, uh, it... It always happened whenever, like, I put in the work to better myself. And, like, I just realized that, you know, there were certain people that, you know, I just outgrew. It probably really started in middle school. Okay. Um, that's when I really noticed it. Um, and I think it was because, I think it had everything to do with, like, exposure. Like, me being exposed to different experiences, which kind of, like, altered my outlook on life. So then I began to like, you know, like, okay, well, I would just want to experience more of this. And then, you know, obviously when you go back to those those other friends, you just realize that, you know, they're just not satisfying you. Um, but so I think 
back then it was easier for me to move on. But obviously, as I got older, um, you know, around this 20, 30, 30 some age, um, it's a little bit harder to let those relationships go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forgot the question. So if you can just repeat it. Have you me. ever outgrown a friendship and what factors led you to believe? Okay, that yeah. You so I would probably say mostly um, behaviors my me just experiencing life differently and like just gaining a whole new perspective or outlook on life um and then lastly it would be like okay i don't want to like have to get in trouble and go to jail so i need to let this person go because i will end up going down a horrible path okay mish um i don't know that's a the tough question to answer I feel like I saying that I outgrew a friendship, I don't think is what has happened in some of my friendships. I think that I just decided with some friends that it was in my best interest for us to not be friends, but not necessarily that I outgrew that person. I just felt like that person didn't have my best interest at heart. And whether it be conscious or subconscious, because I don't think that in, in some of these people that I'm thinking about, I don't think that they intentionally mm. were not putting my best interests um, in the forefront. And I can't ask people to do that. Like I can't ask people to look out for me. I have to do that. So in looking out for myself, I just decided there are certain people that I would rather not communicate with as much as I had before. Mm. Because I feel like it's not your responsibility to look out for me. It's my responsibility to do that. And so I've noticed you've done X, Y, and Z. On several different occasions, I've talked to you about it once because that is a big thing to me. I can't expect someone to, um, or I try not to be upset with some somebody about something if I don't tell them what I'm upset about um, because I don't think that's fair to that person. So I have told you that I don't want to talk about X, Y, and Z, or I've said that this A, B, and C bothers me. You have done it again, and then you did it again, and at that point, I'm just kind of like, yeah, this is where I have to draw the line, Mm -hmm. but not necessarily that I outgrew them like I was, you know, moving into another space. It's just that me saying, hey, you're not going to look out for me, but I am, so this is where we are. Mm For me, I have definitely outgrown some people, but in a, I think similar to Justin, like a mindset and a, like what I want my life to look like sort of way. Um, If I, um, you know, go to school and like become something and you are not striving for better, that may not be like going to school, but you're just not progressing in your life like sometimes it's just like we just don't have much to talk about when we hang out it's like there's not much in common and unfortunately there's no love lost it's just I feel like I can't talk to you anymore um, because we literally have nothing in common Um, I think that 
it, it for me probably didn't start until after I started college. Um, and I realized that some of the people that I grew up with just were doing some things that I just didn't agree with. And even now, people are doing things that I just wouldn't do at my age. And I just don't feel comfortable putting myself in a situation where I'm hanging out with you and you're doing things that I just don't really want to participate in. Um, at the same time, I don't know. I just feel like it's one of those things that I feel bad for even saying that I've, I've outgrown somebody, but it's also a reality for me. So um, that kind of rolls into the, the next question, which is actually the third question, but I want to ask it next. Do you try to bring your friends up to your level or if not, or if you do, do you feel bougie or feeling like you have to, for, for feeling like you have to bring your friends up to where you are? So in <clears throat> what you were saying, I think that was a good point of like friends that kind of like do things that you don't engage in or like you would never see yourself doing. Um, and so you couldn't hang out with them for those reasons. I think that a lot of my friends, especially my friends from high school, knew from jump. Like I was very clear about like, nah, I don't do that. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, going on into the second question, with that being the case for me, it's like I tried to talk to them about not doing certain things, but I also am an advocate of people being themselves. So, like, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But just know that that's not what I participate in. Right. And um, yeah. I think... I can say that they were pretty respectful um, as far as not trying to make me do those things. Mm -hmm. But I have been put in awkward situations where um, I think they try to make me feel bad sometimes for not doing them. And so for those reasons, no, I didn't try to bring them up to my quote unquote level or whatever. But um, I would have conversations with them about why it was important that I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, if that's what you want to do, cool, but I have X, Y, and Z to accomplish, and I can't do that by doing mm -hmm. what y'all are doing. So. Right. Um, I, I don't know if I, I, I don't know if, I don't know if of my efforts was more to try to get them to meet me where I am or try I think most of my efforts was like, okay, I want you to understand where I am so you can like not put me in this situation ever again. Um, so I have done that probably later in life, like while I was in my 20s, like, you know, late 20s. But early on, I just moved on, you know, um, and like moved on very easily to the point where, you know, five eight years would pass and I'm like, damn, I, I can't believe I really just stopped. We used to kick it so hard and I yeah. just like, I can't remember anything that offset or I can't, I can't think of anything negative that made us transition or whatever it is. But you know, for my relationships, like in my later twenties, early thirties, um, I did definitely take the time out to like communicate, um, you know, my thoughts and where I like, where, I was mentally probably too much. 
Um, and now I'm at a point where like that explanation is, I think some form of an explanation is needed out of respect, but I also don't feel that that explanation is needed. Cause yeah. I, I do feel that, you know, I feel like the age that we're in, we know what mode that we're operating in and we're able to have some level of emotional IQ. I mean, emotional intelligence and, you know, I can't, I can't like, I guess, hold your hand like you're a kid. Um, and if I mean anything to you, then you wouldn't, you would be a little bit more mindful. Mm. So I don't know if that has anything to do with me just being over, uh, me overly explaining myself or expressing myself in a way so another person can get me. But, you know, that's just where I am. I do think that an explanation is needed um, because I feel that that person does need that opportunity to decide if they want to adjust, want to understand, or whatever the case may be. Um, but um, to a certain extent, I guess, you know, it's necessary. I have not done a good job at explaining, and it's because I feel like I'm judging them for participating in things mm. and for being a part of things that I don't agree with. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so instead of, <clears throat> excuse me, Instead of having conversations, um, I kind of just chill on it. Mm -hmm. And I fall back, and I support you from afar. And um, I don't necessarily try to bring you, and I don't want to say up to my level, because that does, to me, yeah, sound sounds, very bougie yeah. and pompous. I don't yeah. like that, but like to bring you to into level. the things that I, I feel are um, progressive and that will help you become a better you. Um, I may only bring those up if you first express an interest in doing those things. But if you never say, hey, I want to stop doing this, or hey, I want to become better at money, or hey, I want to learn how to take vacations and save, or I want to stop smoking weed all the time, or like whatever that is, I'm not going to just like, unless you're my sibling, like I will tell my siblings like, y'all got to stop. But like outside of family, I'm not just going to come up to you and be like, hey, you really should stop doing this to become a better person because it to me sounds like I'm judging you. Mm. So do you, but I'm going to just be over here doing my gotcha. own thing and I will support you from afar and I will continue to, of course, like love you and like send good vibes, but I will not make it a point to hang out with you and like put myself in situations where I would be uncomfortable just to continue a friendship. Mm. Um, and that's what I mean by, by outgrowing. And it's something that I've recently learned um, that I've had to start doing with people because um, there's just a certain, like I know what I want my life to look like. Um, and at almost 32, like, Going to the club every weekend ain't what I want my life to look like. Like, mm. you know, That's, doing it's just, and I'm not judging anybody who does that. Yeah, it's just not yeah. what I want my life to look like. And yeah. I, because I've already done that. Like, right now, what I'm trying to do is build wealth, make memories. Like, the money I could spend doing that, I could be doing other things. And, like, if, if you're doing those things, then do them. But I just don't want to be a part of it. I think that's a good point because, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, I guess whenever I look at, well, the, the moments that I have um, separated myself from a person, 
I don't think it had anything to do with like what their lifestyle was, but more so like their outlook on life. So I didn't have a problem with the things that they were doing because I don't say I didn't have a problem, but I guess that wasn't, I guess that didn't weigh heavy on me. But like, let's say if, you know, someone who is just always negative all the time, like that would be something that I'm like, okay, bro, like yeah. it's a little bit too much, right? Yeah. However, I do feel that, you know, from your point of view, I think it's very important for someone to look at or at least identify and like really align themselves on where they foresee their life Mm -hmm. and start to live it because that's, that's how you're going to get there. Right. And I think that's important. I think for me in the past, I (coughs) felt, I always felt, and I think this is just how my family are. Like my family, we're like that. I think I was just raised like, just accept people for who they are. It is what it is. You know, you fuck with them, you fuck with them. You don't, you don't. Um, and I think it's important for people to at least identify that and look at that because sometimes you can have a whole group of people that you really should be letting go and they're, they, are, they are the ones who are holding you back from, you know, you going into the life that you really want to live, if yeah. that makes any sense, right? Yeah. If you're not mindful of it. Um, so I just thought that was a good point to even identify for myself because, I mean, you know, when I look at it, I mean, you know, there's some people that I could let go because they don't just align with how I see myself in the future. I th- and I think it's a very good, uh, like a very good practice to really look at your friends and see how they are making you better mm-hmm. and if they are or not. Like I think it's super important because as y- as young black people, like we should be focused on like accumulating wealth for our future families, progressing as far as we can go. And the people that you are surrounded with, that's really a representation of like what you're going to end up looking like. Because mm-hmm. you're, I mean, you're a representation of what you hang around. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's just what happens with human nature. So if you're hanging around a bunch of people that are doing a bunch of things that you disagree with or that aren't taking you to the next level or themselves, like you're going to stay stagnant. And I just am a big believer in like surrounding yourself with people who um, are really trying to grow themselves because in in that way, like you will also want to grow yourself. Gotcha. I don't know. I just feel like I've been around a lot of people and my growth has been stunted because I have just kind of stayed stagnant with those same people. And I think it's hard to say that you've outgrown somebody because it does sound a bit judgmental. Um, but I think but- it's, I think it's true. I mean. I guess for, like, in that case, I don't think an explanation is warranted. Like, I think a subtle, gracefully bowing out, that's cool. Because I think if you have that conversation, then it's like, what you're doing is wrong compared to how I feel. You know what I'm saying? Right, and that's what I don't want to do. So that's why I'm like, okay, I get why you probably did not, you know, explain yourself. It's just, it's just... Yeah. And that's how that's what life is so, like. I mean, I think as African Americans, we are so big on loyalty. We, we like sometimes forget how so, that exact same loyalty is stunning our growth. Yeah, you know, and we have to be mindful of that. And and just because you outgrow a friendship does not mean that you don't still love them. It's same with like the family thing, where if somebody pisses you off in your family. Like, you can love them from afar. I believe in that. I believe in, hey, I can continue 
to pray for you if needed, to mm. send you positive vibes, but I will not put myself in, in, in your presence all the time. I, I think that that's healthy. Um, have you ever rebounded an outgrown friendship? And when are these outgrown friendships salvageable? Um, I think I said it earlier. I don't. I have. I don't have friends that I feel like I've outgrown. I've just had friends that I felt like I needed to separate myself from. And if I feel like I need to separate myself from you, um, there's not a, really a need for me to go back because I don't. I mean, if you did it before, I feel like you'll do it again. So, um, the people that I've been clear and separating myself from have I've stayed my distance hmm. I've re I've salvaged um a quote-unquote outgrown friendship um because she changed like she became less negative became more focused on like progressing herself and really like um just kind of did a 180 from who she was um and I mean, her good qualities were still there, but the, the things that kind of made me feel like we had outgrown, like she just, I didn't feel like she was really trying to reach her dream. She had become stagnant. Um, she was involving herself with people that did not have her best interest. Um, mm. And I just was like, I have to let that go. Um, but recently, probably in the last year, I have rekindled that relationship and it's still not where it was before, yeah. right? I mean, it'll probably never get back to that level, but at the same time, um, it's on the it's on the rise because I see the potential in our friendship together and how I feel like she can push me to become better and vice versa. So um, it was salvageable because of the history and my loyalty to her. Um, but then it was also salvageable because I th I felt like we were both taking steps to make it better. It can't just be mm -hmm. one-sided. Um, I think we both, and there were some things that I had done that probably, you know, made her feel like we, I, she outgrew me too. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think we both made some really like significant and positive changes to be able to move forward. And we have done that. Um, <laughs> and I think um, the rebound definitely takes longer than the initial relationship building process because the older you get, the less time you have, the more commitments you have, um, the less time you have to really focus on building friendships. And so I feel like it's taking a little bit longer, but I like the way that it's going because it's going at a pace that I think both of us are comfortable with. I um, will say that because I don't want it to get mixed up like I don't have friends that I've fallen out with mm. and not been able to go back and have a conversation with them and try to like rebound the friendship. But that's different. I just want to differentiate the two. That's different to me than like saying I outgrew somebody and then try mm. to go back to someone that I outgrew. Mm. But there have been friends that I've fallen out with and you know, you miss your friends, you miss the things that you had with that person. And so you have a conversation and you try to work through that. But um, in the context of this, yeah, no. It's, okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I have either, honestly. I just think that whenever those moments happen, like, 
it happens and things don't never necessarily be the same. I don't. You know, I think with the helps of social media, you can kind of like not have to rebound. You can just like see them. You see them doing well and it is what it is. Um, so I don't think I have now what me say, like falling out. I mean, I've literally, I have literally fallen out with all of my friends, damn near all of them. And we've and definitely, you know, and rekindled. But in terms of those relationships that, you know, that I moved on from, I think, you know, it like me moving on was a real thing. Like, I think whenever you get those moments with people, it's it's like something that you can't even shake. Like you can try, 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 but you just can't even make it work. So I think it's forever changed. And um, that rebound period like you said, will never be the same. It's just a matter of like you guys being intentional and checking on each other, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe there are certain things that maybe they've, maybe they went through some life experiences during that separation that can probably, you know, it, I feel like there would have to be a need. Like I would, I feel like it would have, there would have to be a need on either parties in order to like for it to get back to that next step. But more than likely, you're probably just never going to ever need them like that anymore unless you know, it has something to do with your future or, you know, where you're trying to go. But other than that, it would be like, okay, maintaining some type of relationship. Yeah. Um, I think I've fallen out with 90% of my friends in a small way, one of them in a big way, but we were able to get past that. But I I definitely think there's a difference in the falling out and rekindling versus the outgrowing. So mm. I agree with that. Um, lastly, have you ever been the friend that was outgrown? <coughs> yeah. And if so, how did you deal with it? Like, all my friends outgrew me <laughs> real quick. I mean, I finally just caught up to them. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I literally, I was, I don't think they outgrew me. It was more so like my mentality. Like, I was a person who demand required expect had high expectation of my friends like I felt like they owed me something and that was just necessarily not it it wasn't it at all um so that I mean experiencing that you know some of them explained themselves some of them didn't um and the ones that did not it was hard for me to like when I realized it it was already like done it was dead um and I don't think the relationship I don't think they even came back. I feel like we're maintaining the relationship now, but it's not like how it used to be. Um, but I think it had everything to do with, you know, my growth, my mentality, my headspace, where I was, my circumstances. It wasn't nothing. It, I don't think it had anything to do with like just being selfish or, you know, me selling drugs and, you know, nothing like really harsh like that. It was yeah. really more so of my mentality. And it was just like, you know, sometimes, you know, you have to follow you know, people have to follow their own lives and their trajectory or like where they see their lives. And sometimes you can't take that personal. So whenever I like processed it, looked at it, I'm like, I could not expect them to come along this journey with me when their life was going in a total different way. And obviously their life ended up in something completely different, you know? So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, so like some of them married with kids, you know, like I'm single, you know what I'm saying? I'm not married. So it's just certain things that, just did not align or, you know, so the feeling is not a good feeling. I'll say that much. But even if they were to take the time out to explain to me back then, I would have taken offense to it. Because you weren't ready. Because I wasn't ready to hear it. Like I just wasn't there. So 
Um, I don't know. I the answer to that is that I don't know if I have any friends that have felt like they outgrew me. Um, it wasn't expressed, and also like I don't. I cannot name a friend that. Um, Cause I just while Justin was talking was like going through my head from high school to adulthood, my friends. Um, I can't name a friend that our relationship changed without there being some type of falling out. Like if if any of my friends we stopped talking or there had been some type of like shift in the amount of I mean, in the um, frequency of our communication, it was because it was evident we fell out about something. Mm. But so if anybody has felt like they outgrew me, I don't know. Um, I can't think of anybody. I'm trying to go through my head. So I don't know. I guess we could, you know, talk about what is like what is outgrowing someone. You know what I'm saying? Like it can be you just going into a different phase in your life, right? Like you finding Christ or you getting married and I'm single and I'm partying or you yeah. have you get into corporate America and you know, I'm still living off of the government. I don't know. Like I it's think just life just, stages are like a big life part stages. Of it. Yeah. I think life stages are a but huge is that part really it, but outgrowing think- somebody? Because okay, so like if if we take mm-hmm. outgrowing in that context, I have a a friend from college, a male friend, um, who we met my freshman year. We were in a band together. We pledged the same year. Um, even after college, you know, we conversed often. He got married. I was invited to the wedding. I was at the wedding. Our communication changed, but I don't feel like it's because he outgrew me. I feel like it's because we have to respect his marriage, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't know how to put that in context of, Mm -hmm. you know, like, we we have a mutual friend whose mother just passed away, and he FaceTimed me. You know, like, I I sent him a text message like, hey, is this so-and-so's mom? Because if it is, we need to check on them. Mm. And then he was like, yeah, it is. And so he FaceTimed me. And we talked for like an hour. Like nothing had ever, like we had not not talked in two and a half months. Mm. But I feel like that's just the nature of our relationship now because he's married. And I don't so know I think, when to call think, married people. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Even I my homegirls that are but, married. Like, for, when can for you For instance, talk? like, if had you not been able to respect his marriage, like, if you didn't, if you can grasp that concept, then for him, that's like an that outgrowing moment. That's like moment. an outgrowing moment. Oh, but okay. because of the simple fact that you were able to, like, identify that, hey, this is a married man, I, you know, I need to be mindful, like, our friendship, our relationship, mm. then that's not outgrowing. But, like, had you did not, you know, perceive that or, you know, whatever, whatever, and Understood, like texting him yeah. at like 12, 1 o'clock at night, it's like, baby girl, like you cannot be texting me, you know? Right, right. So I think it's just like some of those like life situations where it's like, I mean, what is outgrow? I mean, I think it's just a figure of speech. Well, life so stages like, you know. are triggers, but they don't necessarily like 
always end up in outgrowing people, but they are triggers. Like life stages are triggers. Um, upward mobilities are triggers. Like if you, um, you know, start making a certain amount or get a certain a type of status and like the people that you hang out with, like you can't do certain things anymore mm. because of your, you're at risk for things that you can't be at risk for. I feel like that's a trigger. Now, whether or not your friends, you outgrow your friends is based on how they respond to that or how you respond to that at the same time. Well, I guess that's why I'm kind of like, I want to say stuck on the outgrowing part, right? Mm -hmm. Because life um, changes, you're saying, are like triggers, right? Mm -hmm. So take a friend that I had. We met when we were in elementary school. We grew up, we went to college. She had a child. That's considered a life stage, like having a child. But she was still, when we came home from college, she was still doing the same things we were doing in you know, like going out, she was, somebody was watching the baby and we going out. But I would say like me, when I become a mother, I'll be in my thirties. I think that my stage of being a mother would be different than her stage of being the mother. So do the life stages really, I mean, I, I, I'm trying to put it in context of like, is it more so of the life stages or like what Justin was saying, like somebody not respecting or not being able to see I think how, it's both. how I think are you moving? Well, I think it's we're kind saying of like the same, the same thing. thing. Okay. Yeah. Because it could also be like a time or it can be like a space where everyone once shared and we all like build and grew and laugh and this, that, and the third. And then like six months later, like I don't want to do this anymore because this does not serve me purpose. Mm. You literally have grown from that situation and they are still there. So mm. it can be something as us drinking 24s and 24s. Yeah. And it's just like, you know what? I don't want to do that anymore. I'm on to wine. It's not, I mean, it's like, I mean, well, it's something I as simple that as that. I guess maybe that's, I'm probably over And maybe that wasn't a good analogy with the alcohol. Well, no, I think it's but, a good analogy, but I think, I think we're all saying the same thing. Okay. I'm not saying that a life change will necessarily mean that you will outgrow people. I am saying that that is that something moment. is a moment that can go either outgrowing or not outgrowing. Okay. Upward mobility, getting promotions, making more money, changing your perspective, being at risk for more things. Like you can't mm -hmm. smoke weed when you get drug tested because you mm -hmm. work for the government. Right. Then I can't hang out with y'all because y'all smoking weed and you hotboxing in the car. Like I'm not doing that. So yeah. that's a life change. Either they are going to say, we're not going to do that around you and like continue on with the friendship or they're going to continue to do it and you're going to have to hit them with the I'm cool on you. So like it's the, those type of things are moments, they're triggers that could go one way or the other. Mm -hmm. That's what I was saying by that. Not every life stage will mean that your friendship will be outgrown. I mean, some of them will. Like, getting married and having three kids, like, I can't relate to that. I really can't relate to that. So if you outgrow me, I understand because you are in a completely different space mm -hmm. of your life. But and, is and, that and growth? Outgrow, though, so right? an outgrow doesn't also have an outgrow doesn't necessarily have to mean that the relationship is done. It doesn't mean that. It's just to like me. we're no, just I get that, off, but I'm and just, we're never we're 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 just off. I'm, I guess I'm trying to oh. see people's life stages and like look at it as like is it really growth? Or are we looking at it in the context of what that looks like for us? Because somebody else could be married with three kids and although I can't relate to that, 
I'm trying to say this without it sounding like you could be married with three kids and you do some crazy stuff in front of your kids. You know, like y'all smoke and drink in front of your kids. Did you outgrow me because I can't relate to what no, you do? I you think... outgrew them, maybe. Mm. Like I think it's a the life change. The life, yeah, the life change can either trigger you to outgrow somebody or for them to outgrow you. It's it's it less. Oh, sorry, no, no, no. Okay. Sorry, I clearly interrupted you. No, go. No, no, go. Finish. I don't remember what I was about to say. Okay. So go. <laughs> I think that I think. I think the circumstance happened and the growth is between like the relationship. Like the circumstance, like she said, is just a trigger, but the relationship is affected. It's not saying that, oh, just because you drive a Benz and I drive a, a Camry, I ain't shit and you shit. Mm-hmm. It's just that, you know, it's just, it affects the relationship. Now I'm having to deal with like insecurity. Like, man, she drive a BMW. Like, we can't drive in our Camry no more when we go to brunch. So mm-hmm. now it's like a. It can be. It can transition into like other things that can affect the relationship. So now you're having to drive to brunch every Sunday in your BMW. And you're like, bitch, I want to spend my gas money like that. Why can't we drive your Camry? And now she's mm-hmm. like, well, I didn't think you really want me to drive in my Camry. So it's just like the. It affects a circumstances. The circumstances affect the relationship, which in result kind of like make the whole relationship just off. You know, I don't okay. know. I see it now. But I understand where you're coming from. I, it's like, I was overthinking it, but I see it now. Um, like what Cara said earlier, it triggers something. And then what you just said, it, it, it just, didn't affect. It affects the, the relationship, relationship. And then you're way. just off. Yeah. And you're trying to like, you're trying to, you're trying to get back on the same. And it's not like either one is better, better than the, the other, other one. It's just, it's just that there's something that's going to be affected because of. Yeah. Okay. Big I mean, when my friends got married, I was the last person to get married out of all of my friends. That are married right now, like they they outgrew me in certain ways. Mm-hmm. There were things that like we couldn't talk as much as we did. There were things that they didn't talk to me about, and I didn't understand why they didn't talk to me about it until I got married. And I was like, oh, now I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was a friend that was outgrown in career wise, um, you know, just maturity. It took me a really long time to mature. Um, Still trying to mature. Getting, you know, serious in my relationships, not like out here thotting. Like, I was the last of my friends to do all of that stuff. And I think them moving on made me really be like, okay, Car, you got to get it together. And I did. And then I got to their level. But it definitely took me a while to like rise to their to their level. And I I I took it um, very hard. In the beginning, I did too. Because I felt like abandoned. I felt abandoned, and I felt like played a little bit. Mm. Like I'm supposed to be like you know, yo nigga, yo nigga, and like you just done chilled on me, and I'm not feeling it. You was- but but then I had to like really think about it. Like okay, like I get it. Like they are in a completely different space than me, and it's a space that I haven't reached yet, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I have to get there, and I did, and now we're fine. Because I understand where they were now. Yeah. So um, it's definitely, it takes a level of maturity and like being really, really honest with yourself to be able to deal with you being the outgrown. You have to be honest with yourself. Like that you have to be, key. to be the, when you are outgrown, you really got to be honest with yourself. Because you're going to be like, what? Yeah. Like, not me. What are you talking about? Yeah. Not me. Like, how dare you? Why would you? Like, you know yeah. how you know how I'm far. A great friend. Yeah, you know how far we go back. Like all this time, you're not gonna do that. And really and truly, it's just you take like you just 
you finally realizing that that person has outgrown you. And that's when it hits you. You're like, yeah. I need to get it together. I need to get it together. Or well, you just realize that, you know, damn, like it is what it is. Yeah. And sometimes it will never be rekindled. Mm-hmm. Like I was fortunate enough that mine were, but like there have been friendships where, I mean, we weren't besties, but like we just don't talk ever again. I mean, she might like my Instagram photo and I might hit her with the, oh, that's cute because you got two kids, but it's just. It's now, dead. there are some, there are some. I think I think the outgrow the outgrowing that we're talking about is 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 in a good like context. There are some where people just don't fuck with you yeah. because of because of your behaviors. I feel right. like that's yeah. different, right? That's true. I feel like that's <laughs> different. I think that's like, a level of outgrowth too. Like I, I mean, don't know if that's outgrow because I don't know. I can't accept that. Maybe my pride is a little bit too high, but I can't accept that. You just ain't fucking with me just because or because whatever. Well, I think that's when it becomes because of your own behavior. judgment. Yes, no. I think like that's when it becomes judgment. Because I feel like people like people like to call other people out on they they correct, stuff, but they, they don't, don't realize exactly. that your stuff stink too. Yep. So that is that could probably be a whole nother conversation. I definitely have a friend, but like I'm that. thinking about it now. I've had a friend and um, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think none of my friends have outgrown me. Maybe I just think so highly of myself. <laughs> like, bitch, what? Wait until you turn. Wait until you turn thirty-five. You'll be like, damn. But me? uh, no, just one. My friend don't talk to me at night no more. Maybe that's outgrowing me. <laughs> she go to bed at eight thirty every day. Listen, and I just be like, girl, what? That's outgrowing. Nah, yeah, because she gets it, up and she goes to work on time. Now, let, let, like, get, let you text her, blow her phone up after 8 o'clock and watch how the relationship watch how she change. responding to yeah. them texts. She going to answer. Okay. It's my best friend. She going to answer. See, exactly. That's the thought <laughs> you get in your mind. Like, damn, me, really? I'm your best friend? You really going to do me like that? After all the shit we done been through? <laughs> Gross. Gross. Kelly. Yeah. That's funny. Um, that's all I have, guys. It's definitely possible. I think that this was a good conversation. Yeah. Yeah, somebody gave me me this topic, and um, I asked my friends for some topics, and they gave me this topic, and I thought it was super important to discuss because I think people feel bad sometimes when friendships aren't the same as they used to be. Um, And I think that if your intent and your reasons for outgrowing somebody are true to you, then you should not feel bad. Can I go a little bit? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. All the friendships that had ended because of potential outgrowth, where I did not receive an explanation, I literally chunked that relationship or that friendship to it not ever being a friendship at all. And I know that's not fair because you said yourself that you know you. Yeah, it's a. Ju- it, it feels judgy. It feels judgy. So maybe I shouldn't have that. Keep that thought. I don't think you should. I think some people, I feel it like, also depends on, you got to know your friend, right? I mean, yeah, you got to know them well enough to know whether or not that's something that they would do and if they would feel bad about doing that. You know what I also realized? A lot of people do not like confrontation. They run away from yeah. confrontation. Like, believe it or not, I mean, real, real, like real true moments for someone to really confront you and their behavior or, you know, you bringing up some type of behavior, like, people don't really do that. And I can only imagine, 
like how many relationships just go down the drain just off yeah, of people, people not really out. stepping up to the plate um and like having that that real conversation you yeah. know because sometimes it'll only take one conversation like cool like i get it like i'm glad you brought that to my attention now i'll be more i'll, I'll be more mindful of that you know but when it doesn't... But when it doesn't, I'm like, you were my friend anyways. Like, I mean, that's just how, in my mind, that's how I was able to process that situation, you know? But now thinking back, I can kind of see how that person, you know, isn't as... Confrontational as somebody she, else. I be with the shits. Like, let me tell you what you, you are, should not you do. You are, I know but I am. Yeah, yeah, everybody's not like that. Is that confrontational? I think it is. You're confronting something that is off. Yeah. Yeah. The That's definition of confrontation is. is confronting something with someone. I mean, but... <clears throat> and if you care for me as a friend, right? If I care for you, then I'm going to let is you it, know... Is it confronting or is it processing? This is the way you made me feel. These mm-hmm. are the things that I didn't necessarily like. I well, want to process. Now... Confronting, I can see that. There's been situations where I've confronted things. Mm-hmm. And then there's also been situations where I've been in a space where I'm just wanting to process with you how you made me feel in X, Y, and Z situation. Or I just want to have this conversation about going forward. And like to me that's Yeah. I feel like processing is a is a personal thing. I don't think you process with other people. I think you, you process, can process within, I don't think so. I feel like you process within yourself. And when you talk to somebody else about it, I feel like you can. Now, confrontation doesn't necessarily have to always be loud and negative. Um, but I don't know. I don't, I disagree with that. Well, I just think that if you talk to the person about it and, you know, you try to have the conversation and it didn't result in anything. Yeah. And they do it again. I think that you have given them the opportunity to take into consideration what you talked to them about initially Mm -hmm. and try to change it. Like, if if you're going to continue to do X, Y, and Z, then, like I said earlier, for the friends that I've had to separate myself from, you don't have my best interest at heart, which you don't have to, but I always will. So, so you see that statement? I don't feel like there's nothing that they can do to like reverse how you feel about that. So for that, that's why I may, that's why I feel like it's probably not processing because I feel like once you're at that point where you feel that you have outgrown them, like it's a matter of like letting them know what's happening next. Like I can't. It's almost as if like you you can't, they can't come back from it. Like I'm just letting you know, <laughs> with all due respect. Oh well, I'm talking that about, I'm about like in a certain situation. I'm literally thinking about a certain situation where I told someone, "Please don't bring this mm. up. I don't want to talk about mm. this. These are the reasons I don't want to talk about these mm. things. This is how X, Y, and Z has made me feel. Mm. And then the next time I see you, you bring it up again. That's what I'm talking about." In the context of like, I gave you the opportunity to not do that, and you mm. did it again. Yeah, I guess I, I, you know, either way, it's still it's still outgrowth. Like, even if you give me the time of the day and explain it to me, <laughs> or you chunk the deuces, <laughs> I'm gonna still feel some type of way about it. Well, because that's just how I am. No, I'm just playing. I'm actually <laughs> no, not like you're that. Not no, I'm actually not like that. I'm very understanding. 
<laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, so that's all I have, guys. Um, I thought this was a good conversation, and I think it's timely as it relates to uh, millennials. So anyway, that's all I've got. Do you really think we were coming back in season three to not tell y'all about BioClarity? Y'all already know the deal, but BioClarity is a clean and green skincare brand that has products that just work. I mean, it's that time of the year to get right back into your healthier habits for your skin. And exactly what healthy eating does for your body, BioClarity does for your face. Their skincare line offers easy to use regimens with good for you ingredients that will give you great, amazing skin. I've been using BioClarity since we launched our campaign in 2017 and let me just tell you I freaking love it I'm already cute but my skin is just that much better it's glowy I don't have to wear makeup and honestly it's the best thing that's happened to my skin so every single morning I have an essential routine and BioClarity gives me exactly what I need to nurture hydrate and restore my skin it's a three-step regimen that's packed full of detoxifying and calming nutrients antioxidants and and a super special ingredient, which is Floralux from plants. We already told y'all. You can only find Floralux in BioClarity. It's absolutely more than just a cleanser. It nourishes and it soothes your skin. It also helps with redness, hyperpigmentation, and evens out your skin tone and texture for a beautiful, healthy glow. There are three steps. First, you cleanse, then you restore, and lastly, you hydrate. I have seen my skin go through a transformation since using BioClarity, and their products are 100% vegan, cruelty, paraben, and sulfate-free, and also are artificial fragrance-free. And you get a 100% money-back guarantee. Okay, now let's get healthier, more radiant skin by going to BioClarity.com. And right now, just for our Millennial Love Crew, you will save 40% on your skincare routines, plus an additional 15% off everything on the BioClarity website. That is an amazing deal. But all you need to do is enter our code LOV3 at checkout. So go to BioClarity.com and get 40% off skincare routines, plus an additional 15% off everything on their website when when you use the code LOV3 at checkout. Say hello, hey boo, to new skin, bioclarity.com. All right. So give me a celebrity name. This is a very long email, by the way. Tisha Campbell. Very long email, Tisha. <laughs> we done told y'all, man. How does she spell Tisha? T-I-S-H-A. -A. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, so Tisha writes, hey, y'all, first I just want to say I've been listening to y'all for like two years now, and I love the podcast. It always feels like I'm talking and laughing with friends. Keep doing what y'all are doing, and I wish you all even more happiness and success to come in the future. Thanks, okay. girl. Thank you. That was super sweet. All right, okay, so here's my millennial moment. Disclaimer, I know y'all hate reading long emails, <laughs> so sorry in advance. Thanks for writing a long email, Tisha. Growing up, I went to two different high schools. I ended up changing schools in the middle of my 11th grade year. Naturally, I kept in touch with some of my friends from the first high school, but you can't take everybody with you, literally and figuratively speaking, or so I thought. There was this guy who, while we were never best friends or anything, we were still cool. We had some of the same 
classes and friends, and sometimes we would all hang out after school together. Regular high school platonic friend group stuff. With me changing high schools and later going to college, like I said before, naturally you drift away from people. Maybe once a year or once every other year, the guy would, would hit me up wanting to hang out. I was never remotely interested in him romantically, and in and in, in my eyes, we were friends any. We weren't friends anymore, not because we fell out or anything. We just have never been close friends. So at this point, I consider him an associate or someone I went to high school with. Whenever he would hit me up to see if I was free to do something with him, I would either make up an excuse or tell him I'd let him know and just never get back to him. About two years ago, he did come out and text me this long message about how he likes me and just wants us to be friends again like we were in high school, which was baffling to me because Negro, we were grown for one, uh, Tisha's 25. Um, well, they were 25 then. Um, and secondly, even when we were in high school, we weren't super tight or super close at all. I told him this in the nicest way, and I knew the, the nicest way I knew, and also that I didn't like him in that way, in the way he liked me, and that maybe we sh maybe we should just be friends from a distance, like a social like on social media. He kept pressing it anyway. I got annoyed and, to be honest, a little uncomfortable. So I ended up blocking him <laughs> on everything or so I thought. <laughs> now, why two days after I blocked him, this fool sends me a message on GroupMe talking about, really, you going to block me? <laughs> <laughs> I proceeded to not respond to his message and blocked him on GroupMe, too. After about a year, I felt bad for just ghosting him like that. That wasn't a ghost because you never entertained him at all. And I just didn't want him... I'm sorry, I just inserted that. <laughs> um, and I just didn't want any bad blood anymore. People crazy. <laughs> You're right. So I unblocked his number and sent him a text, a text apologizing if I hurt his feelings by blocking him. While reiterating that we should just be friends from a distance, he seemed to understand. Since then, he's reached out maybe twice. And to his credit, he kept the conversation normal. I kept them short but still pleasant. Apparently, his birthday is coming up and he invited me to come celebrate with him. He said... He he would even pay for a friend to come with me. Y'all, at what point do I get him to understand that we are not friends? That sounds really mean, but it, it is what it is. Like, why can't I send you a happy birthday text and keep it moving? Have y'all ever had a non-romantic person in your lives not know how, when to let go? Do I have another conversation? Do I have another conversation with him, ghost him again, or continue to avoid and decline future invitations? I'm not a mean person, but if I'm being honest, this is annoying and I don't feel like it's normal. Am I tripping? Advice, please. Signed, we ain't friends. I had a girl that was obsessed with me, but it wasn't romantic. And so, similar situation. Um, it's kind of recent, actually, and I don't really want to give specifics because she might listen to the podcast. Okay. But so, what's um, your advice to Tisha? My advice would be just to like cut all ties, like cut all contact. Just like I mean, obviously, you don't want him to be a part of what you've got going on, so just just eliminate it. Did you ever? I mean, you and you don't have to speak specifically with the. I guess, did you feel a need to, like, go back? Like, she went back and apologized? No. Okay. So, But I also didn't ghost the person either. Like, I didn't, like, block her on all social media. Mm -hmm. I just stopped responding to things. Did she confront you from responding? No. Okay. My, so, yeah, I've never yeah. had, like, that sort of situation. 
Well, I mean, y'all know I don't have a problem making it clear when I am and am not friends with somebody. So <laughs> I just say, girl, just tell him, boy, I'm not coming to that birthday party. We ain't friends. Like, I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. Nah, I'm just kidding. Don't say that. Um, that's kind of heartless. But I think that, like, just saying, hey, I'm not going to make it, but happy birthday is an appropriate response. And then not responding to anything else. I have literally somebody right now that sends me messages and I just look at it and I don't feel the need to have to respond to them. <laughs> I open it, oh I read gosh. it, and it's not like I have the red receipts on or anything where they can see, oh, she's reading it, she's not responding. But I just don't feel like I have to give everybody access to me like that. And if you feel like this person from jump, because she sounds like she doesn't have a problem either identifying who is and is not her friend. So you've already identified from jump that this guy was not really one of your close friends. It was just somebody that was in the group friendship that y'all all hung out with. And I just feel like it's fair for you to just stop responding to the things that he says. There's really no reason to. That's true. So I'm only going to play the devil's advocate because I slightly agree with y'all. But I also feel like, okay, like, sis, I mean, it's it's a, like what, I mean, what's, what's, what can come out of horrible with you helping someone celebrate their birthday? I think that would probably, and I, I really don't feel like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to see, like, I don't think it's at the level of his, him being obsessed with her. You know, you just have those people. Maybe you just have those people that you kind of like. Maybe he sees something within you that inspires him. You know, like mm -hmm. maybe you work for corporate America or you popping on Instagram. And some people just want to be affiliated with that. I mean, he has been persistent. I mean, you know, he did express him liking you. I think by him, by him expressing that he liked you is probably the only reservation that I would have. Like, okay, well, don't fuck with him because it can be like feelings in there i mm -hmm. guess for him mm -hmm. but if you don't feel like that's a thing then i mean go celebrate this dude birthday like why not i mean you don't but have to other, he doesn't oh, have to he doesn't okay. have to pay now don't let him pay for you and your friends because that will give that's him that's what i was about to say yeah, exactly that's where you exactly gonna and in fact just be don't give him a definite yes just be like yeah i may roll through and if you feel like doing it that day then do it i just don't I mean, this is clearly someone that you knew along with the with other groups of people like in middle school and high school. So, I mean, yes, there are crazy people in this world, but like helping someone celebrate their birthday, I don't think that's a bad thing. Yes, it probably will get him to text you a little bit more, but maybe that can be like your way in and your way out. Like you can like slowly <laughs> ghost him after his birthday, <laughs> you know? Just be like, I'm super busy with work and, you know, whatever. I don't know. But I also don't feel like it's a bad thing. Like, what if that would make his birthday? Like, I mean, you know. Well, why does she have to care what would make his birthday? Well, she cared to reach back out to him to satisfy her own um, conscience for ghosting him. So that was about her. It was about her. But she used him to satisfy her own conscience. So why'd so you went back? Conscience. Sorry. She went back. I mean, I agree with some of the things you like, said. I think you had a good point. I just don't think that you have to give people access to you like that. I think what she, I, my advice to her is I want her to really identify why she don't want to have any 
like ties with this guy. I feel like it's something she outgrew him. I don't know if she outgrew him. He's probably he probably he's probably what girls would probably consider lame or whack, and she don't have nothing to do with him. Probably, maybe that's it. That could be. Oh, it. that could be it. That could be it, and that's very vain of you, Tisha. Tisha. <laughs> you never know, man. You just may be like you know. Get cute, get dressed, make that man feel good for his birthday. Well, Tisha, if I don't know, Tisha Campbell can make up with Martin Lawrence. You can. Did she? Go, yeah. Oh, okay. Tashina Arnold posted a picture of them today, uh, kissing Martin on the cheeks. <laughs> Martin looks terrible right now. Absolutely horrible. Oh, so. I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about this. Martin and Eddie Murphy look terrible. You know they're redoing uh, Coming to America. Coming to America, yeah. And I don't understand why. I don't think it needs to be touched. Ni- that's going to be corny. That movie came out in 1980. And something. we want the movie to look like it looked in 1980. And it's like, it's I'm talking gonna... about like the uh, cinematography and Everything. stuff. I don't want it to be HD, nigga. Me either. And that was such a classic movie. It yeah. doesn't need to be redone. It's such a classic. McDowell. I don't know, Tisha. Um... Pray yeah, about it, she already knows she don't want to go. All she right, don't. Tisha. Well, so y'all say don't go, don't go. Don't yeah, go, I say don't, don't go. go. Yeah, don't go. I'm good on it. Word of the day is now. Y'all ready? She ain't gotta get no damn. <laughs> no, she doesn't. Her her presence is a presence. This nigga really want to see her though, cause he like I'll pay for you and, and your a friend. friend, so you don't be uncomfortable. So I think it's a little bit more to that. True, you're right. It could I be a little bit more. I think you like more. it. I know it could be. It is. She should have never went back then. What? Just what fella you know that's up. just your homeboy that's just going to be like, all right, I'm going to pay for you and she your know, girl. Because he knows she been tripping for all these years. Bruh, like no. He probably like, bro, I just want to chill with ain't you. Ain't no wrong dude going to pay for you. Don't say you. ain't no. That's ain't, an extreme. <laughs> ain't no dude. Ain't no black dude. Gonna pay for you and your friend and not expect to get some cooch when you get there. Tisha is And you cute can though. ask my husband that, and he is not even that type of dude. Tisha is How pretty. How do we know what Tisha look like? Because I'm telling you, Gmail be showing their picture. Oh, Tisha is cute. Yeah, so he's trying well, to holler. Well, girl, she, he, that man like you. That's why she know that. That's why she don't want to go. Okay, pass up on your husband. Word of the day. How you know she's not married? Word of the day. She ain't very entertaining that nigga. Word of the day. And if you are entertaining, it's a noun. And it's cats and jammer. Cats and jammer is a hangover or distress, depression, or confusion resembling that caused by a hangover. Justin, please use cats and jammer in a sentence. I was a cats and jammer of a person after Coachella. Did I say that right? It's a noun. Oh. I was cats. How do you pronounce it? Cats and jammer. It's a noun. I have not had a cats and jammer in at least. Five months. I hate that word. Why do you hate cats? How do you pronounce it again? Cats and jammer. Cats and jammer. I'm gonna be caps and jam. No. It's a noun. I I was caps and jammered after Coachella. 
It's up oh. now. Fuck. Stop <laughs> messing up the, the thing. Now you're making all these noises. I quit. It's a noun. I turned some music on and my cat's in jamming. Good night. I hate you. (laughs) Bye.